Welcome everyone to the Holstein House podcast. I'm the West Virginia woman, Robin of RobinHolstein.com and Holstein House, where my guests get a great night's sleep at a fair rate plus breakfast. This is a podcast that looks at society and culture issues affecting families in West Virginia and the United States, from food preparation and storage, gardening, home repairs, current events, and more. We'll go around the table and back in 60 minutes or less. So let's hang out and talk a while. Good morning, all y'all. I don't have all my lights working. <laughs> always something, always something. How are you this morning? It is Tuesday, September the 12th, 2023. And this is episode 95 of the Hosting House broadcast. Uh, answering questions on hosting a B&B from your home or an off-site, fall and winter uh, food preparations for your pantry, your storage questions, and more. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about hosting um, your B&B and things that you need to start considering replacing uh, before the end of the year for tax purposes, uh, things you might consider when uh, building your preparedness stores, uh, your your pantry and your emergency supplies in case you have a guest when an emergency arises. Um, talk a little bit about the doghouse roof and a side project that, uh, <laughs> like I needed another project, <laughs> but something that um, I come across and I thought, oh, I want one of those. And I can't get the exact thing, but I'm, I may be able to get close and I'll, I'll share a picture of that with you. Um, in a little bit but uh, if you are here be sure hey Ronaldo I haven't seen you in ages I am so glad to see you so glad to see you uh, I had a live yesterday evening and I um, it wasn't scheduled and it was just kind of a impromptu hey I'm just gonna hang out here for a little while and I thought about trying to um, tag you in something. And then I thought, got to looking at the time. I thought, no, I think it's about midnight or one o'clock over there. So I don't want to do that. But I'm, I am glad to see you. It's been a long time. It's been a long time for sure. So if you're out there, whether you're on um, uh, Rumble or you're on YouTube or you're on the Facebook page, please, please put in the comments uh, a hello so that I know that you're there. And I can say hello back to you. And if you haven't already, please do the whatever version of like is on the platform you're looking at, whether it's the little thumbs up, whether it's a star, whether it's a, um, let me see what they do over here. Uh, it's a thumbs up on Rumble as well. So, you know, hit that, hit that. Let's, let's poke those algorithms <laughs> a little bit. I hate to ask for that right up, off the bat. So I hope you had, you know, in the United States yesterday, it was September the 11th, and we um, uh, we got to take time to remember the attacks on New York and uh, Pennsylvania and Washington, D.C., and uh, I, I was, oh, the, when it happened, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because yesterday everybody talked about it, but I, I know that morning I was already I had already called off work before it all happened because the morning of September 11th 2001 my mother called me about seven o'clock or so and said um, 
did you get the car? And I said, what do you mean did I get the car? Because she she was buying my old uh, Ford Escort. Um, and uh, she was making the payments. She's paying it off, making the payments. She said, did you come and get the car? I said, no. She said, well, it's gone. I said, what do you mean it's gone? She said, well, it's not out here. And so what happened was, you know, because mom and dad didn't lock their vehicles and they left the keys in them half the time. Um, somebody came through and hopped in the car and took it four wheeling out on a coal mine, a coal strip mine and trashed it and left it there. I guess they walked off from it because I, I don't know how they got back, but it took weeks to find the car. And then dad tried to fix it and it was never the same. So he ended up having to get her another vehicle. But uh, so I had already called off because mom was tore up. We were calling the police and um, she, uh, she, I mean, she had no way of knowing. I'd went over and talked to them, talked with the police because my name was on the, um, was on the title and uh, come back home. And it was just a few minutes before nine and kicked the news on and, um, was watching uh, Fox News, which, you know, at the time was the better option <laughs> in our household. Um, and uh, saw the second plane hit because when I came in, the first plane had already hit and I was trying to digest what I was looking at. And they said, we don't know if this is an accident. It looks like an accident. It's terrible. And I thought, well, that's not right. <laughs> Think that a lot. That's not right. That was an airliner that hit that there's no way that, you know, what, did the pilot pass out or something, you know, because your brain starts trying to process that. Then the live shot that they had at that point, you saw that second plane hit. And I, and I immediately said, this is an attack. I mean, not like millions of other people who were watching it, this is an attack. And then just everything, everything changed after that. So uh, that's my really unexciting uh, September 11th, 2001 story. I hate using the shortcut 9-11. We don't do that for Pearl Harbor Day. We don't shortcut that. It's just so lazy. But I know everybody does it. I just think it's lazy. But that's my story. And, uh, you know, so many people did spend a lot of time um talking about it yesterday I don't you know you feel free to share your stories in the comments I, I'll touch on them it's okay I don't have a problem with that I just wasn't I just wanted to kind of touch on it that I didn't forget it uh, but I don't I wasn't planning to to spend a tremendous amount of time on it um, so this morning we are going to talk a little bit about um, the uh, B and B. When you have a, a bed and breakfast, you you're going. You've got obviously you've got your calendar, and you have your guests that are coming to stay. Have you considered what happens if there? It, let's say that uh, September the eleventh, two thousand one, you had uh, your calendar booked with guests. For me, that's only two guests at, at the present. It's only two guests. So it wouldn't be a tremendous issue, but let's say that that happened and your guests are stranded. Are you prepared in any way, small or large, are you prepared in any way to handle having guests stranded at your, at your B&B? 
this can be in the form of food. You know, do you have enough food to share with your guests for, let's say a week, let's say, um, let's say there's a storm, some sort of storm. Uh, and recently we had a, a microburst here that, um, it, it didn't stop anyone from getting in and out of here at our place, but it could very well have. Let's say that there's a storm that washes out the main access road to your property where your B&B is. Whether you're an at-home host or if you have a facility, a, a beach house or a camp or something far and away and guests get stranded there, do you have a plan in place to help your guests? One of the things you have to consider is the types of food that you offer and the types of food you have put away. I do not generally share with any of my guests uh, any of my information on my pantry. They may know that I have one because I'm canning or I'm dehydrating and I talk a little bit about it. They don't get a tour. I don't talk about how much of anything that I have. I really don't even hear because I never know who might, I mean, in reality, anyone that has access to any of these videos can access the fact that I have a pantry. And having a and b people are coming here anyway. And I've got, you know, advertisements out and I've got information out and word of mouth is out. And I'm obviously on uh, social media and I have a calendar and I have a website and all those things. So people, it's not, it, my, where I live is, is not a secret. But if there was a, some sort of disaster or some kind of weather issue, let's say a, I had a young man here. It was two, a couple winters ago. It was after the Rona, but it was, um, it wasn't last winter. And we had a a cold rain and then a freeze and then some snow from the period of time in the 12 hours after he got here and, and where he was getting ready to leave and he, and the car windows and doors or not the windows but the doors were frozen shut and he was in a panic he was a he wasn't a infant i mean he wasn't like 18 or 19 years old he was in his mid-20s but he was like, I, I, I can't, my, my doors are frozen. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I very calmly came down. Uh, I have a, um, a, a hair dryer just for such purposes. <laughs> or you could use a heat gun, but I'm afraid of heat guns. They get hotter than a hair dryer. And an extension cord. And I handed it to him. I said, here you go. And he said, what? I said, you use the, turn the hair dryer on heat your doors until enough ice, ice melts that you can open your door. And he was just dumbfounded. He'd never thought of such a thing. And uh, now, luckily, we had power. But one of my guests uh, arrived. We had a um, we had a storm. It wasn't really, it shouldn't have been a bad storm. But what happened is a tree limb come down on one of the power lines that powers uh, our part of the community and so we were without power for like two hours before he got here and I'm start I'm out on the front porch thinking you know this house is really hot when there's no air conditioning <laughs> and I can't turn the air conditioning on in, in his room to cool the room down I did have the windows opened in the house so that 
I could get the breezes through. And of course, the uh, the power company will tell you, oh, it's going to be six hours or more before we get your power back on. And they do that because, first off, they have no idea what's causing the outage. There may be a line down over here, but they may not know about another line that's down over here because nobody's been able to call it in yet. So they give these outrageously long predictions on when the power will be back on. And so you're in a minor panic uh, unless you have a generator or something, which we have one. It's not connected and I haven't been shown how to use it yet, which I keep trying to get resolved. But I may end up going and getting a little one <laughs> that I can manage my on my own. Um, a, a solar one. I know a solar one's not all that strong, but enough to keep you know, the refrigerators and the freezers and stuff, um, you know, cycled through to keep them cool. But so I don't lose any refrigerator or frozen foods uh, and run a box fan or something. <laughs> but um, I'm sitting on the porch and he pulls in and I said, the power's out. I have no idea how long it's going to be. And, um, you know, we'll, uh, I know it's on, you know, in this other part of the community. So you can go get something to eat over there you know you can get dinner which i don't provide dinner anyway but um I, if you know if it's off very much longer i'll see that your money's refunded and uh you know he said well we'll wait and see so he can't because he wanted to rest he'd been driving quite a while and then um he he had gone out to get dinner and then came back and the power was on when he got back so it was it was a blessing but had the power been off that's an easy fix if it's not a large community, like when the Duratio came through a few years ago, I think it was 2014, the Duratio came through and just gigantic swaths of West Virginia was without power for, I think it was about 10 days. And um, if it's a situation like that, they don't have a lot of options. You know, they can't go to a hotel because the hotel didn't have power either. But, um, you know, what... What plans do you have in place? Do you have a plan for that? If it's a situation where you're not going to be able to get out for a while, if you're in a location where a major access road or bridge has been washed out or has a, well, like they had in Ohio when the, uh, when the railroad tanker uh, wrecked and all of that contamination and the folks couldn't get out. Do you, you know, I'm not talking about that you, that you, um, that your place has to be evacuated. I'm talking about if you if you can't leave your area, do you have uh, food enough and supplies enough to take care of your guests? These are things that you need to consider, and we may uh, do a couple of little series on uh, coming out. Now, September is National Preparedness Month. I'm not real good at, I won't say preparing, I'm okay with preparing, but, you know, seaming up and getting ahead on these videos and things just the nature of things that are going on around me, but um, I, I'm going to work on a couple of videos for um, preparing for emergencies for your guests. You know, if what if your guest falls and gets hurt? How do you take care of your guests till emergency services come? And if your guest has an emergency issue, what do you do with their stuff? You know, your guest, uh, let's say, let's say your guest falls and breaks a leg. It's a compound fracture. So they're in the hospital for a while. All of their stuff is still in your place. You've got to be able to 
um, especially if you have other guests coming, you've got to be able to, you know, put their things away and secure them because if something happens to them while they're in your custody, you could be held liable. So these are some things that you want to think about uh, when it comes to that. And, and food, you know, do you have enough food in your pantry, in your emergency supplies to take care? Do you have some basic uh, first aid or a little beyond basic first aid, more than just some neosport and, and bandages? Do you have a couple um, uh, wraps that you can use as a splint or, or a sling or something, you know, in case you can't get emergency services to your, to your location. These are things that we all need to think about, not just uh, if we have our B&Bs, but as, uh, you know, responsible adults, do we have an emergency kit of some sort that we can find? I have all the parts and pieces scattered, but I do need to consolidate them into a, a real, uh, kit of some sort, whether it's a large tote, and I'm getting so tired of totes, I've got totes everywhere, but they are handy, you can see through most of them, if you get the, if you get those, you can see through them, you know what's in there, and they're relatively reasonably waterproof and, and pest resistant, so, um, you know, they are good, but do you have things uh, to, to help in case of a disaster, and in case you have guests during a disaster? Another thing I wanted to talk to you about this morning uh, is um, it's coming up on the last part of the year, obviously, uh, September, middle September, we're looking at um, facing the last quarter of the year. We need to be considering our, our taxes. If you're like me, you do have um, your, your company registered, you do pay taxes, and so things that you buy for your B&B are tax deductible uh, depending on what they are there's a percentage of, of them I do have someone that helps with our taxes because I have more than one iron in the fire and uh, I do keep my receipts and send off to the CPA uh, for those things but some of the things you want to consider and remember it's not necessarily that they're past their use but some things are considered expendable some things depreciate in value. And so you, you want to keep records of the things that you purchase for your B&B. Now, I don't buy a lot of stuff uh, because we are so small that um, usually, you know, if I'm buying cereal, I'm not deducting a box of cereal just because I have some of it sitting out in a container for my guests. Uh, and there's a thing about whether you're using it for your personal use too, that it gets all kind of complicated. But I do purchase by the case, the little small cereal boxes. You used to be able to get them in the store. Most of the time now you get those plastic foily things now, but you can find the boxes still. Um, they're not the great cereals. They're like the Fruit Loops. They're um, shredded mini wheats. Their Rice Krispies or Frosted Flakes, you know, but I can buy those and keep two boxes of each out. And I have a I have a place that I keep them out for the guests so that they can have cereal if they choose. If they're obviously sealed, they last a long time, and um, they would be deductible because you know I'm we're not eating them. They're they're bought. I purchased them for our guests. They don't go through them very quickly. 
but when they do you know I you know you have to stop and think is it time to purchase those now ideally it's it's a it's a game I mean you want to you want to uh, take advantage of your taxes tax uh, deductions that you are legally eligible to take and you so that you have to purchase things before the end of the year well eventually you're going to have to purchase something later than the following year so it's a it's a juggling game of you know when, how can i maximize you know the tax deductions for the year um i'll be purchasing those again uh the cereals that i was just discussing in the next couple weeks i've got a list started on amazon and in my in in walmart's app so that i can keep track of you know what i'm going to order um, so i'll be ordering those i'll be ordering another set of sheets now i just have the one bed so i i did purchase a set of sheets last year i'll order another set of sheets i order sheets once a year the sheets go to i do donate sheets to goodwill i don't have the kind of turnover a hotel would have so it's really they don't really um get used that much i mean if i've got um i don't have 365 nights worth of guests and that's by design i don't want i don't need to have a lot of other stuff going on but let's say if i have a guest a couple times a month or a couple times a week you're talking you know um a hundred and what a hundred and and four hundred and eight nights you know the guests are on there so they're not getting used that much but they are a, a a commodity that depreciates and i do want those replaced frequently and sometimes they aren't they don't hold up i've had some that i go to put the bottom sheet on and the elastic snaps so i try to keep three sets of sheets on hand specifically for the guest room i do not use these these of course they're different size mattresses but i do not use the sheets for the guest on anything else they i keep the plastic container plastic uh, zippered container they come in after i launder them i put them i fold them back and put them in those i keep those isolated just for the guests and i keep four sets on hand all the time one on the bed probably one in the laundry and two on the shelf that way if the one on the bed uh, or whenever i change the sheets out and, and turn the room if they if those sheets are ruined let's say somebody spills makeup and i've had that i've had nail polish where somebody just either polished their nails when they got here or had freshly polished nails when they got here i've had nail polish on sheets and it ruins them so you need um, a sheet to be uh, a set in the wash a set on the bed a set in the shelf ready to go and then an extra <laughs> for when your guests eventually ruin a set that's on the bed oh good morning mike the philippine nomad in the philippines <laughs> i had to apologize for him i it's terrible because i i know the philippines are in the pacific i know this i know this but when i was mentioning the storms the other day i had it in my head that he was in, in puerto rico i don't know why i do know the difference 
<laughs> and so I issued a little apology to him because I kept saying, are you worried about the storms? And I'm thinking, you know, the hurricane that was rolling up the East Coast. And I know the Philippines are on the other side. So just a, a Mitch McConnell moment, you might say. Oh, no, no, that would be a that would be a Biden moment because Mitch McConnell just kind of stops and stares. Not to get into a bunch of that, but the man has. He has a neurological issue. He just does. Um, I saw someone say maybe he's dirtying his diaper, his adult diaper. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> if, you've, if you've had children in diapers before, you know they get this expression when they're using the bathroom before they're, before they're potty trained. <laughs> and it was very similar to that expression. But uh, I, I don't, I don't want to go down that this morning. Um, Oh, Jesse Howie over on Rumble. Good morning. See, this is um, what I have to do is uh, I have to I have to focus on what I'm saying and not get distracted. But then I want to check in and make sure I catch everybody and say hello. And uh, sometimes I, I'm slow about doing that on top of the delays that we have. But uh, let me get back to this real, real quick uh, for a little while. The... Um, I'll be ordering the, the cereal boxes. I'll be ordering a new set of sheets. I use a pop-up uh, hand towel. It's kind of, it's almost really like a paper hand, paper towel that you get in the rolls, except it's a little more fancier so that your guests don't feel like you just threw a, a roll of hand, uh, paper towels in the bathroom for them to use. Because in the bathroom, when we have guests, I do not use cloth towels. The guests have separate towels that they use that gets laundered separately from everything. Our bath towels are not guest towels. We don't interchange those. And so at the bathroom sink, I should have brought a box of those over here. I see I never think to do this. It's too much on my own that I'm trying to do. I have uh, their Kleenex. Um, you know, let me see if I can uh, pull those up with... Um, Amazon real quick. I, I a lot of the stuff I get I get from Amazon. And these are um, Kleenex brand hand towels. They are in um, let me see orders. Oh here. Oops, shoot. They are in a an oddly shaped box, which makes them a challenge. You you you're, they're kind of designed for the box to set skinny end down in a um, in a towel rack. Um, let me see if I can get this shared. Let me present um, share screen. Here we go. So hopefully what you can see here is this, um, these are the, the hand towels. And I buy them by the case, which you're going to see here. They're ideally set to go this way. And hopefully you're seeing that. No, are you? Can you see that? Is it sharing? It's not sharing, is it? 
it is not sharing. Oh, yeah, it is. Here I am poking around, but let me see if I can make this full screen. There we go. That should help. So let me start over. This is what I'm I'm purchasing for our restroom when we have guests. This is what I use when we have guests. Um, I've tried a couple other brands. I don't really like them. They're hard to find too. I can sometimes find these single purchase at um, Kroger. Usually what I'm doing is buying these by the case at uh, Amazon. So there's uh, six boxes in the case. They're designed to go in this go like this on your hand towel rack. Now my hand towel rack is not shaped that way. It's, it's an odd little shape. So this box doesn't sit there. So I set them upright. Let's see, like this. I set them upright. And so they pop up and the guests get a clean hand towel. And the uh, waste can that I have in the restroom, this is kind of, I mean, this is not my bathroom, obviously, but this is kind of the setup I have, is that they're sitting at the at the sink up like that. So I have the, the waste can in the restroom is one of those step on with the lid so that you don't have to touch the lid. And so they can step on that and drop the towel in so that I don't don't have the hand towel issue and the passing of germs between people while I have guests here. And you can see the price on those is $18.04. Let me get back to just me. So I use that. Um, Philippine Nomad says, I now use my sister's forwarding address in California for U.S. purchases and repack and reship to the Philippines. We had that conversation. Yeah, that's a smart thing to do when you have family to do that. What's your Etsy link for Holstein House swag? He found it. It's, it's down in the description. What will happen if I try to pop the Etsy link open right now is it will tell me there's um, too many, too many, um, what is it, too many references, too many forwards, or too many something. And the reason for that is because I have, um, I have a VPN. And so the VPN obviously masks and it bounces this thing. What I have to do to get to show on live on screen is I have to use my phone as a hotspot, log my laptop into the hotspot, and then go to Etsy. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But I finally figured, it took me a long time to figure out why these things were happening because I could be, you know, doing it, going to Etsy with my phone and it was fine. But, and that's what it ended up being. Etsy does not like. I actually have some new ideas for some shirts and stuff, uh, Mike, that, um, I'm not sure if you'll like them, but uh, I have, um, I'm doing a workshop tomorrow on canning. I was going to get to that here in a minute. Just a discussion on canning. It's not a, a demonstration or anything. And I've got, uh, I was doing some research on the history and all that stuff and some things. And there are a lot of uh, canning related uh, U.S. government propaganda uh, images out there and of course being the US government we have we can we can poke around and, and mess around with those and you know you see it's like um, 
Oh, hey, let me see. I might be able to share one here with you. I don't know if I can get to it really easy. I, I hate to keep bouncing you guys around. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, let me try and see if I can get get it popped open here. I I have um, I I saved a bunch of them to uh, to update my uh, swag. <laughs> over on Etsy and da, 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 da. it's going to take me a minute because I, I have them dropped in a folder of stuff that I was working on for the workshop and so trying to find them again is going to be a challenge oh, I don't think yeah no it's not showing that I'll have to share that mm, images I, I, I shouldn't use Google but you know, it's just too easy. They just made it too easy. So I want to find one. Some of these are just hysterical. Um, there was one. I didn't see one. Mm, no, I don't have one for uh, Puerto Rico. Or the Philippines or any of the little islands, except I have one for where is it? Australia. Let me see if I can share that, that with you. Let's see. Oh, I want to share this. Darn it. This is what I get for trying to do all this on my own. Share this tab. Let me see if you can see that. <laughs> so what you see there is this is actually a U.S. government um, image that I came across when doing some research on um, and, and the it's it's hard to imagine why this was well so i was on a site that had some of the uh, world war one world war ii propaganda posters uh, encouraging people to um to can and grow their victory gardens and stuff and this was just part of that whole package obviously the sky is is not canning and food preser preservation related they're trying to tell the people of the United States that this man is your friend. It's what it is for those of you guys that, that don't have video. It's the, it's an image that says this man is your friend. And it has a man in a, in a, a cap or a hat and it's kind of tipped sideways. And it says he fights for freedom. Now, remember, this is in 1942 and then it's Australian. So they're trying to tell the United States citizens in 1942 that Australians are your friend and there's more than one there's one for a Chinese but I'm not going to spend all day doing that but, but what I was getting to is I have um uh I don't know which what's what I'm going to the next one here oh so uh I, I don't think I can make this uh full page with that book just because it's it's showing you from my file folder 
this is one that says milk and eggs are nature nature's food clean covered and cold will stay good and so this is talking about using how to properly use a refrigerator to store your food and this is this is another one of those uh, war posters that uh, fight food waste in the home. So in 1942, we were going through a lot of the things that we're going through now in that the, well, here we're going through more people voluntarily, voluntarily trying to make better choices of their food. Here in 1942, the government was trying to tell them, you know, clean milk. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they mean by clean unless they mean pasteurized, but clean milk will help. will keep several days at 40 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit. Don't let milk stand at room temperature. It spoils quickly. Uh, and then it says, and for those of you who don't have uh, video, it's in, in the left corner. It's got a picture of a lady either putting in or removing a bottle of milk from an old refrigerator. And, well, I say old because it would have been new at the time, but then you have a picture of a giggly little baby in a high chair that would be highly dangerous by today's standards. And it says that uh, has a little bubble on there that says milk, egg dishes, cool them quickly, cover them, keep them cold and use them soon. Uh, so they're, they're trying to encourage people to uh, take care of their food. Uh, and then this next picture that you see is uh, is some folks working in a garden now a lot of a lot of folks in the permaculture uh, world today are trying to get away from this row uh, garden that uh, had become so popular uh, and uh, so what you see here is a family of um, good night let's see mom a kid two kids three kids four kids probably dad and maybe a teenage son so it looks no eight there's I missed a kid one, two, three, four, five young children, probably elementary age, probably a teenage son. So that's that's six. And dad is seven and mom is eight. So it's a family of eights putting in a little garden. And the caption says, you can use the land you have to grow the food you need. Imagine that. Imagine that. Someone stop sharing that right now. So, um. <laughs> and get back to uh, what we were talking about there you go you guys oh sorry to see you go uh, Ronaldo I'm glad you had to stop in though I know you're really busy and that's a good busy I hope um whatever designs you have will be fine I'll be Picking gifts for my wife and sisters, etc. Design will be fine. I help with my wife's graphic skills. We'll be designing and selling some swag through Locos E Hardcore Production. Hey, you know, you guys, we maybe, uh, Mike, maybe we can work together on some better swag. <laughs> Message me over in Telegram and let's see if you and your wife can go. And I'm more than happy to compensate you for it. You know, I'm not asking for a free anything free there. So, uh, yeah, that's that's just part. That was all part of um, putting together the workshop for tomorrow, which <laughs> I'm way behind on. But uh, that all started with the conversation on the the Kleenex pop up towels, um, refrigerator water uh, filters. So we had filters in the refrigerator 
for the water that goes through it that goes through the door and goes into the ice cubes i'll be replacing those i'll be ordering those as well and air filters for the air conditioner i'll be should be should be putting in the last air filter that i have here in a couple of weeks because i try to do that every quarter every three week three weeks every three months and swap those out unless there's a reason something has happened and it needs swapped out before but i need to i need to take care of that soon and you should too be sure and check now um i have uh, i'll be replacing the air filter in the room air conditioner our hvac is is not the the ductwork is not that great so the upstairs still gets very warm the downstairs can be very cold and the upstairs gets um, very warm so there is an in-window ac unit for the guests in case they get too warm and what i usually do is i have it on very low or fan if it's if it's cool my headset's jumping around uh so just so the air is circulated in the room is fresh, but I do need to change the air conditioner, that filter. I have purchased new filters to change those out. Uh, the air conditioner might not get used again between now and we'll say late April, early May. So, but it will be clean on startup. So I don't have to worry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll finish that up. We don't take that air conditioning, the air conditioner out of the window. You probably, I mean, it's, good to do that but i i can't heave that thing in and out and it damages the windowsill for me to do that so it stays put and uh, i do unplug it though so begin to so begin thinking about the things that you need to be purchasing for your bnb that need to be replaced or need to be updated or um just need to be purchased before the end of the year that will help you out on your taxes hang on to your receipts make sure these are things that um, are specifically for your guests if you have any questions about something like if you book per well like we have uh, in the bathroom we have a, uh, a touchless dispenser it has a little it's a little battery powder powered uh, and it's uh, has an infrared light that if if you move your hand under then it dispenses um, three-in-one body wash is what it is so anybody who you know if you're at the sink you don't have to touch it you can just wash your hands and get your towel and throw it away um, we use that too. So I share that with our CPA that, you know, that's there for anybody, anybody who's coming in and out of the house. Uh, and she knows how she knows all the rules about, I, I don't, I don't know anything about taxes. I mean, don't, this isn't like tax advice on how to it's, it's tax. Um, it's not even really advice. It's, Hey, if you're using these things, save your receipts, make sure you buy them, get them, get them to your CPA, know the tax rules where you live. Because I'm not a CPA and I'm not a tax advisor, but these are the things that I do. These are the things that I do. Uh, do you have anything going on with Quick Camp or we don't have any, well, we have a guest coming next week or Airbnb guest coming next week and then the week after, but uh, we don't have anybody this weekend. Um, general projects now the dog house like i said uh, uh like i've said before uh mike says on your etsy tees one of your designs refused to be silenced doesn't have an xl size available i can i can fix that real easy mike since i find a pen and make myself a note as long as i don't lose my note i'm notorious for losing notes um Cell size for refuse to be 
silenced. Can't post comments to some destin. Oh, that was me. Um, it looks like it, a white shirt doesn't have XL size available. Sold out. I I don't. I'll have to check, Mike. Um, I haven't updated stuff over there for a while, and as a matter of fact, I don't like the um, the. Uh, shirt that I have the round um, Holstein House logo on. I don't like the one that I got in my sample. I've never changed that. My fault. But I, I personally don't like it. It just is not a comfortable wear. It's a, um, a fabric that is designed to, it's like a sports fabric because it's designed to evaporate sweat. And I thought, oh, that'll be great because big girl sweat. And um I got mine. And I just it just the the size of the logo is just terrible. And maybe if it was just on the pocket area, it would be better. But it just doesn't work for me. So, but I do need to do some work on that. And honestly, if um, you know, if you and your wife would like, I will work with you guys. I love working with people. I really do. People I can trust to. I was uh, talking to somebody yesterday about some work that I needed done, just general stuff and some general help that I need around here. And I said, I need someone I can trust to be here when they say they will. Somebody I can trust to do stuff if I have to be gone with dad. And the person's hesitating. It, and I I don't know. There's, there's so few people because this, the person, I'm going to need help. Uh, sorting things out of the doghouse to go to the landfill, to go to uh, donations and things that we need to keep, things that are ours that are valuable to us. I don't want just anybody coming in there helping me, you know, because you don't know everyone's motivations. So it has to be someone I trust. Well, this I, I trust this person and I know that they're in a kind of a financial pickle and um you know, a little cash here and there is always good, or at least I thought, but they're kind of hesitating on that. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But the doghouse, the, the roof is done. The young man came back yesterday and finished. Apparently there was a, a an area around, there's a chimney. There was an area around the chimney that wasn't done properly. So the owner said, hey, get back here and fix this. The young man came back and fixed it. I didn't climb up there to check. I'm not climbing a ladder. Well, I do, but I'm not climbing that ladder. I'm not getting on that roof. But uh, he got that taken care of. So now uh, I need to be getting getting the, I say junk. I mean, it, that's in the eye of the beholder, just like weeds and flowers. But there's stuff that I need to get out of there and just just turn it loose. There's There's things that I feel are valuable, but when I put out like for a yard sale or I put a notice out that it's for sale, like on Facebook market or wherever you do it, nobody's interested. Nobody's interested. Or they all want some kind of special consideration. And it's like, okay, no. I had, I had some orange Tupperware containers that I put up uh, for sale. And I said, you know, it's, it's pickup only. I'm not driving to all over creation. Here's the, here's the cost. And there we go. So the, the most serious person to ask me about it wanted me to drive it 15 miles for this ridiculous price. And I said ridiculous. I set the price. So I knew 
it was slow because I wanted to get rid of it. I'm not driving it. I'm not driving it. I, I've still got it. I've still got it. I'll get rid of it one way or another. But, you know, it's, it's, we have to consider people's time and the law, as well as the, the use of their vehicle. So I'm trying to get better. Like if I have pizza delivered, which we don't do that much, but every now and again we do, I try to consider, you know, the people who are delivering it are working for Grubhub or one of those places. Um, and they may be coming out here. I may be the only stop they've got. You know, so I, I'm thinking, okay, my time is worth X. Their time is worth Y. Y should never be more than X. Or I should go get it myself. So, but they, they do have time in, in invested. And, you know, they do have their fuel and costs. So, but that doesn't... I'm not paying you $25 an hour to deliver my pizza to me. <laughs> it's not gonna, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But one of the projects I mentioned uh, earlier that I had another project that I was thinking like, I really need another project. And uh, what, and I want to show this to you too. Where is, which window do I have my, uh, here we go. So I saw, Oh, this one isn't a part of the... Oh, darn it. Wait a minute. So, StreamYard can be so tricky. Um, I don't need to share this one anymore. I don't need to share this anymore. And it's tricky because when you're doing it yourself and you're trying to, <laughs> trying to juggle all of this stuff, I want to present... Uh, Share screen, uh, window, here we go. So I saw this, oh, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go back to, I gotta go back to this. And, oh darn, I closed the whole thing out. Anyway, so I saw this. And for you on the uh, on the podcast, um, what you're seeing here is the bed of an old truck, probably a late '60s. I my heart wants to say it's the bed of a 1956 um, Chevy truck, but I don't know that. I mean, there's no way for me to know that. I'm not a truck person. But the this truck bed has the 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 wheels and the axles has had a frame put under it to make it a trailer, and the tr it has uh, four posts on it and it has a tin roof on it and it has a a sign hanging that says Farm Fresh, and there are uh, dried flowers or uh, fresh flower bouquets and stuff. Uh, it's it's being used as a display to sell fresh flowers on a farm or something the the original color of the metal would have been a an or a yellow it's been painted with um, red it's of some sort an orangish yellowish red you see dents you see scratches you see rustic you see rust uh, so there's scuffs of the uh, there's the yellow shining through the red it's an old beat up a piece of, of, of truck bed that's been made into a car, a cart uh, to haul around, or maybe it's 
stay stays in one spot on a farm where somebody maybe grows these sunflowers. It's got beautiful sunflowers. It's gorgeous autumn looking uh, harvest time flower themey thing. So I see this image and I, I, I save this image and I guess in the real world that's wrong. You should never do that because I don't know whose picture this is and they're not getting any um, money back from it. But I don't have any way of knowing whose picture it is. But I saw this picture and I thought I want to do that. I want something that looks just like that. Fact of the matter is, I don't have access to a truck bed. I don't want access to a truck bed. I want to create one of these on a smaller scale for myself. So which direction am I going? I'm going this way. Okay, so what I did is I bought, uh, the, oh, you see, <laughs> Betty's peeking at you back here in the background of this picture. I bought an eight, uh, a four by eight uh, trailer, like, like you pull behind a, a truck just to haul stuff, that has the metal... Um, screening uh, mesh on the bottom uh, so that, you know, if you poured water on it, it runs into the road. It's got um, uh, two befores, uh, probably two before, but two before, but eights because they don't hang off the ends. I'm trying to look at the picture, uh, making a, um, a little bit of a wall uh, on there. So what I want to do is I want to, take this I would put put some paint on it to get it into the right colors some you know paint um, the boards yellow and then top them with red and then you know sand back a little bit so you see the yellow underneath to give it a, the aged look the frame of this one for those of you who are on the podcast you can't see has been red it's old it's faded that's okay I could clear coat that no problem um, I would come back and paint these wheel wells here um, with some uh, yellow and red and scrape that off to make them look, you know, old and beat up, which it kind of already is because it's an old beat up <laughs> trailer. <laughs> um, I can move this on my own. I did yesterday. I lifted it up by the tongue and I moved it out of the road. And so it's heavy, but I can still move it around. Um, what I want to do is put posts, uh, probably four by eight posts in each corner or maybe not quite the corner, maybe around the two foot mark where these, um, I know you can't see it on the, on the podcast, but where these uh, little po pieces are um, to, to rate, to put, put a, a roof across to to mimic what we just saw in this picture, this roof here on a smaller scale, on a thinner scale, on a lighter scale that I can put in place and take down as I need to. But then uh, in the meantime, I can use this. Uh, our church uh, is going to have a thing on Columbus Day, uh, a giveaway of some winter coats and hats and boots and things and some gently used toys and uh, games working with a nonprofit organization. We're going to do that one day. And I thought, hey, we could do hay rides. This hitch over on this end here has uh, uh, it, we have. Uh, a riding lawnmower that has a thing that you can put a hitch on. And uh, I think it's the right size. I had to ask Mr. Holstein. We didn't measure it. I just guessed. Uh, he thinks he has one that it'll fit. We could use the riding lawnmower to give um, hay rides to the kids that day. That would be fun. That, that would be fun. And then I could make um, a selfie station of sorts at Holstein House for Halloween and or uh, just any time for our guests and, you know, 
put something here, some hay or whatever, and just have a little sign that says Holstein House and has a little tea. Because I have a few pieces of that roofing, the metal roofing that the guys left that that was scrap that was going to go to the um, landfill or whatever they do with their scrap. I don't know if I have enough, but we'll see. We'll see. But that that's my idea is to turn this uh, into something like that. We'll see if it works. Why? <laughs> because I just don't have enough stuff to do. I don't have enough stuff to do. Did you get your chocolate filled up, Mike? <laughs> I've got coffee sitting here in my, uh, it's, it's getting cold in my unconventional, my family is unconventionally diverse cup. Um, and I do have, I need to redo these. So uh, these are, this is a tin uh, enamel cup. Uh, coated cup that I, I had made a design and I talked about this before I made a design for the for hip camp when I thought I was going to be able to do hip camp I've taken that down off the Etsy store now you can't do that I need to redo this to make it quick camp because that's what I'm calling mine is quick camp rest yourself and of course uh, Holstein Holstein house uh, uh, Holstein house coffee mugs are over at um, the Etsy shop and the link to the Etsy shop is in the uh, in the description in the script below <laughs> oh, i've been all over the place what time is it oh we're just about to wind up but um i was so good to see you guys um i love having you stop in and, and chat with me and i love hearing your comments um it does distract me a little bit and that's okay one thing I did want to, to there's not a whole lot uh, after this that, that is new, or uh, there's not really anything new. One of the things that I'm really debating, um, especially with, so yesterday, uh, some of you guys saw on um, on some of my posts in uh, on Noster and, and in the group, or in the Telegram group, t.me slash Holstein House group, or Holstein House chat. Uh, the link is in the description um then I, I said that there was a grenade thrown into my plans yesterday and then I had uh, a chat yesterday evening uh, unscheduled chat um just talking generically about what was going on and um I love my dad there's no if ands or buts he is still um having trouble we think with a UTI he called me Sunday evening and said will you get a hold of the doctor's office in the morning I want to go in and have another test um, I don't think it's clearing up. So I, I did call. They said, bring him in. We were supposed to go in um, Thursday anyway. And she said, look, you want to just switch it to today? And I said, yeah, because I don't want to come up there twice. <laughs> so we went, you know, when you make um, uh, walk-in appointment or walk-in visits with your doctor or and they're trying to fit you in, it means you're going to be there an hour or more. You know, it's just crazy. So we got there. The appointment was 1.30. We didn't get seen till quarter to three. And then you're in there and he spends good time with you. I can't complain about that. But um, he, uh, he's, he told dad, he said, based on the x-rays, uh, some of you guys may remember that I took dad for some x-rays of his back and his hip. And he talked like it was supposed to be common knowledge. <laughs> 
It's the first I remember hearing about it. Now, maybe he did tell us. I don't know. But it's the first I remember. He said, Dad's trouble with his hip is not actually the hip. There's a touch of arthritis in the hip, but the pain that's causing him not to want to walk around and the, the issue he's having with his legs feeling like they're weak is because of his spine. He said, it was there the last time we looked at it. It's it's in his spine. It's causing him trouble. And my brain was boiling at that point. And I, I didn't lose my cool with the doctor, but I was I was upset, you know, in my mind because how long have we been dealing with this uh, and dad having this back issue and he keeps coming in saying his hip hurts and the doctor gives him a uh, whatever kind of shot. I'll say cortisone. I don't know that if that's what it was or not in the hip. And most of the time it doesn't help him. So he says, well, a rheumatologist won't do him any good because you're not talking about an inflammation. You're talking about bone on bone. So his vertebrae and, you know, he kind of pointed to where at in his lower back, you know, it's bone on bone. I mean, most of us adults get the I understand what that means. It's bone on bone, they're scrubbing and they're rubbing and they're, they're pinching on those nerves and that's what's causing his pain. And I said, so, so, okay, so how do we get him some relief from this? You know, and my brain, again, is going, if we've known this, why have we been pissing around? I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that word, but, uh, and, 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 you know, not addressing the problem. And he says, well, you know, he can go to a spine specialist. He says, I, he says, I can give him shots in the hips, but I can't do anything about his spine. And I said, well, let's do that then. Why don't we, I mean, I, I hate doing that because dad's sitting there. I mean, dad's. It's him. He's able to make those decisions himself. Um, and uh, so he's going to refer him to a spine doctor, the one that I saw here a while back, uh, who I think I still owe money to. Um, and he um, he's, he's said there's his urine test doesn't show that he's got a urinary tract infection. Um, but perhaps the antibiotics, since he hasn't completed it yet, has kept down the bacteria count. And so it just kind of looks that way, even though it's not completely resolved. He'll, we'll do another round of antibiotics. They're going to send the, uh, the urine sample to the labs to test to make sure that the antibiotics that he gave him are the ones that will knock this out. Uh, if I don't hear from him today, I'm supposed to call him tomorrow and, uh, then, you know, go pick it up and go through another course of antibiotics. And then dad's got his, um, his heart cath is scheduled for the 28th, uh, which is uh, in a couple weeks. It's at the end, obviously at the end of the month, but um, it's in a couple weeks. And I don't know if that means he'll be overnight because he's usually on heart thinner or heart thinners, blood thinners. He'll be off those for three or four days before. And then, um, I don't, I don't remember last time if they kept him overnight, but I'm saying all that to say this, I, I don't know if I can keep up twice a week lives. Um, it's really, it's really exhausting. I'm really exhausted. And I know it doesn't make sense on your end because you don't see everything else that I do all the time. Not that you need to. It's not an excuse. It's it's a statement of fact. And I have to decide. I'm going to have to cut back something. The lives you think 
you would think that it's not a big deal, but you do have to get ready for them. And then when they're finished, if you're if you're only broadcasting to YouTube, then it then there's no more to do it. I'm uploading to Rumble, and I'm splitting the audio to Fountain, and um, and and other ones and other ones. But it's really getting tough to carve out the time to do two lives. And you know, I haven't uploaded a decent video video in a while because I don't have time to do them. Um, I need to get that done, but I'm also, there's just so much going on with my responsibilities to the church, which requires me at the minimum, um, three hours Sunday night to get the bulletin, to get the sermon, to get all that stuff put together. And then, you know, the time I'm at the church, uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, we have our Bibles and brunch and it's followed by our lunch and learn Bibles and brunch. I, I have to put in a couple hours getting that put together printing out the materials that the handout studying the <laughs> the chapter we're talking about getting making sure that the uh the video that we're going to see is is available and that we're on track there's also the publication the publicizing that stuff um i do the church's facebook page so i'm i'm uploading i'm creating the events i'm uploading the events i'm uploading those uh, i'm making those little images um through canva uh, I'm creating those in Canva and I'm uploading those to Nextdoor. I'm uploading those to the, uh, the different Facebook groups uh, that the church should be, you know, promoting things in. There's a lot to that, all that as well. Uh, plus studying for my CLM, Certified Licensed Minister. Um, there's a lot to, to it. <laughs> Running the house. One of my pet peeves is that people assume that running a household is no big deal. But if you to properly run a household, it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of planning, takes a lot of physical work, um, you know, plus paying the bills and, you know, just balancing the books on your own household takes a lot of work. So I'm just getting really, really exhausted. Um, and I've been doing this almost a year, two videos a week for almost a year now. And um uh, I'm just, I'm just really tired. I'm just really tired. So I'm, I'm trying to uh, figure out um, all of, all of that as well, because, you know, this is, this is episode 97. Well, when I hit um, episode 104, that's going to be a year, you know, because there's 52 weeks in a year, two videos a week. <laughs> so it's going to be, um, it's just exhausting. It's just something I have to think about. I haven't decided for sure yet if I can work out a better schedule. Um, I, I'll, I, you know, I'll keep doing them, but just, just know that I'm starting to think about dialing that back to, to once a week. And um, there's a lot of people, but this isn't designed to be my income. I'm not doing a content creation thing for enough passive income that I don't have to work with it. Mr. Olsen doesn't have to work or to sustain our lifestyle or anything. I'm doing this because I want to be able to share what I do, share my knowledge, share how I do it, bring some awareness to my B&B, some marketing, you know, and uh, maybe along the lines to help people that are, are kind of in the same boat, maybe a few steps, uh, a few, a few um, um, league, no, I don't want to say leagues because leagues in the nautical is like a mile or something in it, just Anyway, whatever, whatever a couple tenths of a league is going to be <laughs> behind me, you know, because they're not in the exact same boat. 
<laughs> Mike says, Robin, you must be Jamaican. You have 10 jobs, man. Yes, well, I do. <laughs> I do. I just, it's crazy. It, well, you don't think about it. People don't think about it. And, and um, you know, when some of the more successful um, YouTubers, they have teams of people doing stuff. They have help uh, in other areas. They have people who upload their videos, who split their videos, who do their shorts. Um, and I don't mean shorts as in their underpants. I mean short videos. <laughs> who upload to their um to their um tiktoks and and um oh what's that other one um i'm still on it i i haven't loaded anything to it i can't remember what it's what's it called clapper uh tiktoks and clapper and and do, does all this um a young man asked me on uh, on uh, the telegram group about uh, because i talked about using noster I said, you should run your own node. I don't have time to run my own node. I don't have time to run to the bathroom. <laughs> That's not where my interests lie. They really don't. But I mean, I, I do I do enjoy the communities that I, I try to participate in. I don't get a lot of participation in because there's just so much going on. Uh, we have um, things that we, you know, I have things that I don't always share. I mean, we, we have a rental house that, um, you know, we we keep. You know, it, it pays for itself. Um, the lease is coming up due on it. <laughs> it doesn't take time. You set it up and let it run. Uh, geesh. Well, geesh, yeah, you you know, that it's not quite quite that easy. It makes it work better, I hear also. Uh, it's it's that it's that simple when you have the time, the effort, the money, the equipment to do it. And I I I don't. I don't. It's that's not where my passion is. Um, and then you have to worry about it every time the power blinks. And I just it's not something that I want to fool with right now. Uh, I don't need an additional thing. <laughs> I really don't. So. Um, and, you know, it's not for everybody. And we have to remember this, that what uh, I'm comfortable with doing, other people may not be. I know there are some folks who are not comfortable. Um with you know with my involvement with my church not that they hate me or anything about it but they don't live that way so they get into these discussions about your god your god your god and i'm like ah, you know it's okay you don't you don't have to be that way um and there are people who think well you you know why don't you get a here's a good example people who try who want everybody to have freeze dryers for food. I don't have any desire to have a freeze dryer. I don't want to expend the energy to put it in. I don't need the extra uh, utility, uh, extra breaker put in, uh, dedicated to it. I don't want to fool with changing the oil. I don't need to fool with, you know, oh, but you can make candy and sell candy. It'll pay for yourself. I don't have time for that. I don't want to fool with that. If I want freeze dried food, and I, I do have some freeze dried food, I use Thrive. I'm a Thrive consultant. <laughs> Not a good one at all because you probably didn't even know that. But I buy Thrive brand freeze-dried foods and I have a selection of those on hand that it's not worth my time and effort uh, to fool with all of those things. I have calculated what my time is worth and I sit back and think, okay, is it worth, let's just use the number 50. Let's say $50 an hour is what my time is worth. That's just generally anything, whether I'm doing laundry 
whether I'm on this pot, uh, broadcast, whether I'm cooking dinner, whether I'm um, driving to pick up pizza, whatever, my time. Um, I'm not, I'm not, it would be, it would be nonsensical for me to spend my time to do that when my time is better spent over here doing something else. And um, I just don't, I don't, I don't have the desire to do it. And I'm, you know, not going to apologize for that. It's not, I, I don't have any desire to run a node. Don't, you know, I, I am on Noster. I'm okay with that. I have a little bit of Bitcoin Satoshis. I'm okay with that. I, I, that's not me. That's not my life. And so that's, that's where I am. Take or leave it. Take or leave it. But um, I've been on over an hour now, about an hour and 10 minutes, about an hour and 12 minutes. And um, so I've got to get, I've got to get this, uh, the audio split. I've got to get it uploaded to um, Podbean for, to forward to the other podcasting um, applications. I've got just a lot to do. And um, the, I've even got to finish my uh, handouts for the, <laughs> I wanted to show you this real quick though. <laughs> for the uh, workshop tomorrow. So I've got about um, six different vintage um, pressure cookers, pressure canners. This is one that Mr. Holstein found for me that does have a part missing. It's not complete, but it is like tremendously ancient. Uh, we did look it up. Everything we find says it's a pressure canner. But I'm going to tell you, this little baby right here won't hold very many can jars of anything. You, this latch here, I'm going to twist the top and, and it's going to loosen that latch. And if I can show you this, if I can show you this, all right, so let me get this, not quite yet, not quite yet. And you have to do this while it's hot. So, so you get your, your food canned, right? Then you've got to, you've got to spin that out of the way. You've got to tip this into the container and out to get to your jars. So this thing has, it, it goes down about yay far in order to tip it to get it up out of there. And it, we've got part of a rack in there. So you, you know, it does have the rack in there, but you wouldn't be able to get, I don't know, five jelly jars in there maybe six jelly jars in there you wouldn't be able to get them out for the lid so i'm not sure exactly who designed this there's no uh there's no maker on it anymore so to, to put the lid back i'm sorry i'm making so much noise for those of you back in the podcast you've got to, you've got to tip that lid down in there and then get it back lined up it's insane i thought it was an autoclave and um, we looked it up. I thought, well, it, it may be a pressure cooker, but it can't be a canner because it, how in the world would you? It just, it's crazy. So I don't know. Oops. Come on, you. There we go. So I don't, I don't know. Plus you, <laughs> how hot this thing's going to be. It's, it's insane. But I have a bunch of these and uh, I'll be, uh, I got to pack them up. I was going to take my truck, but the battery's dead. Um, and, uh, I could jump start. I could jump the battery or something, but I don't know that it's worth all that. 
I can load all, all of them up in the car and take them over to the church. But that that's part of what I'm going to be doing tomorrow on the workshop is to show a bunch of these vintage canners and um, have some handouts and have some lunch. And it's going to be a great day. <laughs> so I'm going to go. I thank you for joining, uh, stopping by. I thank you, Ronaldo, for taking some time to stick your head in this morning. I know you stay busy and it's hard and you you tend to listen more than, uh, than participate. And I, I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you guys that listen to the podcasts or even watch the videos on replay. It's I just I just wish you would say hello. Just tell me you're out there. It's so hard to know. I mean, I can see, you know, the 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 viewers, the views that it, the videos have, and, and that's great too. But I don't know who you are if you don't tell me. So I'm going to call it. I'm going to go, and um, I do appreciate you guys, and and thank you for stopping by. We'll do it again Friday, Friday morning at ten or. Or, or 1400 UTC. I had somebody say, you need to put the UTC out there so that people know. <laughs> so I did. So UTC, UTC is 1400 or, or, uh, or two, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon. So I'm going to go. I thank you so much again for being here. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. So there you have it. Post your comments, do all that boosting, liking, sharing, thumbs up, and stuff that helps spread the word and poke the algorithms. Follow me on most of the big social media platforms and look for my name, Robin Holstein, or Holstein House. Till next time, bye-bye.